What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the program on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You could follow our uh, social pages on Twitter and Facebook for the latest updates. Uh, glad to be back with you folks this week. Uh, probably should have made it known in the uh, social post that we actually have two guests this week to come in to uh, talk Patriots uh, in the middle of training camp. We got Ben Baptiste and Andrew Lydon. Uh, guys, uh, what's going on? Garrett, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Huge honor to be here. Huge honor. Great to have you both. You know, I think that I've had both of you guys on separately to talk Patriots at different points. Um, you know, Andrew and I went to training camp last year. Ben's been on a couple times um, in the off season. So um, great to have you both. And I'm looking forward to kind of getting into some stuff. So training camp kind of in full swing here. Patriots will kick off the preseason next week. Um, so I figured I was able to go out to training camp this past weekend. It's probably going to share um, some notes that you guys have, but before I start that, any anything that any opening thoughts you guys have? I mean, I'm excited. All I, all I can say is that based off of what I've seen so far in training camp, um, it's been a battle. I think this team is only going to, you know, sharpen each other up before the season starts, which is honestly what you want, you know. Um, coming in, you know, I think the Patriots have a very strong chance of being one of the best defensive teams in the NFL. And mm -hmm. I think if they take advantage of this time right now, um, that'll only benefit the offense as well, you know, to get, get reps against one of the best teams out there on, on the other side of the ball. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to see how they kind of shape up before the before the season starts. Yeah. Anything to add, Andrew? I thought that was a great point, Ben. All right. Um, so I uh, was able to go out to training camp this past weekend um, on Sunday. It was the uh, final day before they got into pads. Um, so, you know, obviously it's hard to glean a lot when they're not doing padded practices. You kind of just have to take note of some interesting things. So I think one of the first things that I noticed was there was a lot of special teams work. They did a lot of work with the punters and the kickers. Um, you know, I think that between the both rookie, both the rookie kicker and the rookie punter, Chad Ryland, the kicker, Bryce Barringer, the punter, uh, very clear that those two guys have big legs, uh, Chad Ryland especially. And I think I'm kind of curious about those particular battles, you know, the kicker battle with Ryland and Nick Folk and then Behringer and Corliss Waitman, another guy that they signed um, in the offseason. So um, it's very clear that the rookie kicker is a big leg. Uh, he was hitting field goals from like 40 yards out. So, you know, that tells me that he's got a big leg. Um, Giving you any, um, yeah. any signs of the next Kostowski or Vinatieri or too early to tell? You know, probably too early to tell, but I think um, Ryland's got the power. I think if he's accurate, he'll be here for a while because um, I think 
I would think that the Patriots are looking for someone to take Nick Folk's job. I mean, maybe not in a negative way, but like, you know, Folk's 36, 37. And I think trying to kind of find that next guy is really important. No, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, a lot of, I hope it's not the case this year, but, you know, a lot of times last season you would see the Patriots in this situation where, you know, where they're in the field goal, a deep field goal range, but do they have, you know, the um, the belief that Folk can can make it there and put them in a few uh, tough spots. So obviously you'd like to see them have more red zone opportunities, but, you know, mm-hmm. if they do face that situation, it'd be nice to have a nice, reliable leg. So. Um, also in the, in the early days of training camp, the practices, there was a lot of emphasis on the red zone. And I think almost that that's, like where they started and where they were for the first couple of days. So there was a lot of emphasis on that. I think it makes sense. You know, they were bottom of the league in red zone efficiency last year. So it's like you start where you want to kind of get better at. Uh, They did a lot of, a lot of wide receiver screens, a lot of those kind of, you know, bunch formations where two guys block, one guy catches the pass and they make some moves. So Saw a lot of that. Um, I also think I just saw the offense look a lot more organized and disciplined. You know, very few like pre-snap penalties or like just like miscommunication stuff, stuff that like really shouldn't be happening with an offense that has like a, that 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 is organized. And so it was like kind of refreshing where it's like, okay, they're, they they know exactly what they're doing. How much of that do you think, you know, you can dedicate towards, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien coming in in his presence right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, probably a lot of it. Um, I think that a lot of what the players have said, like after practice or before practice, is like he's just the guy that gets it and is really getting the most out of all the guys. And I think getting them motivated and ready where it's like, last year it just was I I don't even know what to call it but I think it's it's clear that they're starting from a much better place this year than they were last year and I think you know focusing a lot more on kind of installing plays and running plays and less about like okay make sure we're all organized and lined up properly yeah I mean it's (laughs) all I can say is I think any there'll be any if, as long as we're not throwing screens every other play like last season, there's going to be an improvement. Um, and if you have a, you know, an organized playbook right. and just personnel who understands the, uh, you know, what we're trying to accomplish on the offensive side, I think any sort of, um, you know, positive will come of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like I said, with a practice without pads, it's kind of hard to like really get into it, but I think, um, since they've put on the pads this week, it seems like the offense is in is in a groove. Mac Jones seems like he's starting to really play well over the last couple of practices. Um, but I also think the biggest thing for me is that it seems like they're improving every practice. So it's not like they're kind of staying the same. Nothing's really improving, kind of like it was last year. It's like, okay, each practice, there's more and more kind of clear progression yeah no that's that's great honestly and and you know when I was tracking the beginning of um you know training camp 
I think a lot of it was focused, a lot of the hype at least was focused around the defensive side. And to my knowledge, the last, I think the past two or three days of training camp has been a lot more offensive focused and um, seen a lot more success from Mac and, and the wide receivers. So I think that's good. And like I was, I referenced before, you know, just getting reps against the defensive side for the offense is all, honestly probably the best thing for them right now. Um, mm -hmm. And then at the same time, you know, as the offense progresses, the defense gets better looks. So um, hopefully, you know, with our coaching staff and our team right now, the, the lineup can just benefit off each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's exactly how it should work that like both units are kind of pushing each other where it's like, okay, the defense is a really good defense has the ability to be an elite defense and it's kind of pushing the offense to be better. And then, you know, something that I thought was interesting was a couple of the defensive guys have mentioned that there's a lot more variety in what the offense is running, where it's like much less predictable. There's a lot more kind of different looks that they're putting out there. And I think, you know, that, that could be really, really huge. Um, I think for an offense that kind of lacks like traditional, like star players, I guess. And it's like, I feel like the one way that you can combat that is to try to keep the defense off balance by throwing out different looks and things like that. Oh, couldn't agree more with you. I mean, predictability is one of the biggest things in the NFL right now, right? You see the, the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Obviously, they're just a star-powered offense. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, the things that Andy Reid draws up, you never know what they're going to expect. And last right. season, I mean, there was a stretch of, um, I think, like towards the middle of the season even, where other teams are calling out our plays before we even snap the ball. Right. And that's predictability at its finest, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, that this year, just with a different playbook, um, even just that, like I said before, is, is going to help the team a ton. Yeah. Um, so, Andrew, so far, any any thoughts that you have? I just want to keep, keep you included in the conversation. You know, one thing I'm following really closely is just the AFC East more broadly. And so I'm thinking a lot about, you know, if I look into the past, like the way that Peyton Manning was a, a large trade slash free agent making its way to the Broncos, similar with like Russell Wilson and how those two veteran quarterbacks came over and everyone really overhyped like the Broncos last year, similar with like the radar, the, the, uh, the Raiders, where you have like all this talent on rosters, they don't end up panning out. But then in some senses, you have Peyton Manning was like very plug and play, won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Mm -hmm. And so on this Jets team, I'm trying to figure out, are they real? Are they pretenders? You know, is Aaron Rodgers really just done being a head case because he's with Hackett and some of his old buds? Or is he going to go back to his old ways, his non-winning ways? And so I'm tracking that team, whether they're real or not. And then similar with the Dolphins, I think they have a ton of talent, a fresh young coach, but there's some questions at the quarterback position. And so I think to say the Bills aren't legit at this point would be um, just false. I think they've had tough execution like late in the season against some of the best offenses we've ever seen in the last 20 years. But then I really do look at the Dolphins and the Jets as unproven. Um, and so it's to me like one or two of those have to be those teams would have to be soft for us to be able to make the playoffs. And to me, I think like of the two, the Jets are who I think could very much lay an egg this year. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like we see it every year with teams that, you know, supposedly get better in the off season, but it doesn't, you know, always translate. I mean, I think sometimes it does. And I think, you know, it's, 
the the Jets are going to be a harder opponent than they usually are. Yeah. They're not going to be a team that's now going to or that they're going to be a team that you can beat with 10 points like the Patriots did last year. Like, you know, as much as maybe they lay an egg as a team, like you're going to have to play better than you did in those two games against the Jets um, and then probably against the Dolphins as well. To build off that, I honestly think, you know, interdivision play is one of the biggest parts of the season, right? It's Mm. not only is it just, you know, playing teams in your division itself, but the con- it also impacts your, you know, your conference record hugely, right? Immensely. Right. Um, and it's all about, you know, your team success really does weigh, weigh a lot on, you know, how you match up against teams in your division. And Andrew, like you said, I mean, we've always had the, the Jets number. Um, whether that changes this year or not, I think just the Patriots have to execute against their the teams in their division. Um, and that's obviously, you know, everybody has to say, you know, you, everybody has to play well against the division, but um, just, I think the way the Patriots have been coached and the way they've like just executed, even last year, borderline on the fence of making the, the playoffs as poorly as they played. Um, you know, it just goes to show how well they're, they're coached. Um, and, you know, if they, they take the AFC East this year, um, at least some games in our division, mm-hmm. it goes to show that how, you know, how deep they can make a run. Yeah. yeah. Like, most Cam Newton, I guess my question for the Patriots is like they can they can like not lose games while like other NFL organizations will literally just like have tons of turnovers and quite literally just lose the game. Like the Pats don't not beat themselves. That's that didn't work out, but you understand what I'm saying. And I would like to see offensively them making a shift where they can like begin to beat teams and like their defense doesn't have a great game and they're like out executing offensively the way like Brady would like learn what the other team was doing like the second half he would score it every time he got it like i know that you that's he's a generational player and that you know that run of the patriots is done in some ways but that's something i'd like to see is can we begin to truly win games on our own with mac you know with this coaching staff with this group of people and you know too early too early to tell but really excited to see how that shakes out yeah i definitely agree i think that yeah, they they have to start, you know, I don't want to say relying on their offense, but I think being confident that the offense can score, you know, 24 points a game or something like that. So it's not like, okay, they're relying on their defense to only hold the opposing team to 17 points. You know, they have to go out and execute offensively. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's off to a decent start. I'm going to be curious to see you know, how they approach preseason games, um, you know, who's going to play, how much do certain guys not play, you know, it'll be interesting to, to kind of see. Um, I think in terms of the offensive personnel, I think the kind of top receivers are kind of who you would expect, you know, Smith Schuster, obviously coming over from Kansas city, you got Parker and Bourne, who I think is probably poised for a better year than he had last year. And, Hunter Henry probably as well. I mean, I think those two guys in particular, you know, didn't quite have the season last year that they did in 2021. So I think hoping that they can kind of regain their old form. Yeah, anything anything on Tyquan Thornton through the beginning of camp? That's another guy that lots of potential, haven't seen a lot from him. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like he's making too much of an impact. You know, it seemed like, there was more positivity around him in the spring. 
Um, and there's not quite as much in the summer, unfortunately. Um, but I think um, it's it's kind of hard to know. I mean, he's a guy where it's like his skill set is, I don't want to say limited, but it's like he's a guy who's kind of a speed burner and that's kind of it. He's not really a, you know, a one-on-one -on -one kind of jump ball winning receiver. Um, I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to use him. Um, one of their sixth round picks, though, Demario Douglas, uh, has really impressed a lot of people in training camp and I think has a legitimate chance to make the roster and make an impact. I think, you know, he's had a bunch of plays in training camp where he's making Patriots defensive backs look silly. You know, I guess there was one play today where he had, I think it was Marcus Jones going like the wrong direction. And so it's like, okay, you know, they may have found something with this guy. Yeah, I'm hearing like very, I don't want to make an unrealistic comparison, but right. um, Tyreek Hill-esque, right? Short, speedy, mm. um, just can burn you deep, but also very shifty at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I kind of expected this, that, you know, Juju is kind of going to be one of Mac's go-to guys, you know, kind of. It's not quite a like-for-like -like replacement with Myers for him, but I think it's interesting that that's kind of been established, that, okay, he's probably, I mean, I would think he's probably going to be the guy that gets the majority of the receptions, um, but I think that's just been interesting to see that, um, like, connection, I guess. I'm just, I'm just reading now that John Smith got traded for a seventh-rounder. Jesus. Yeah, you're uh, you're a little little late to the party on that one. <laughs> Swing and a miss on that signing. I mean, I was I thought that was a great signing at the time, so I'm not at, at all criticizing, but just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. On the tight end front, what about Jacecki? Have you heard or seen anything out of him? I have, I think it's been pretty quiet on his end, right? Yeah, I've seen I've seen some highlights, um, but it's it's kind of hard to know, like with all the guys that they have, like how they're trying to use different guys, you know, it's not, it's not always like, it's, it's sometimes hard to know with training camp where they have certain plays, are they running it to run it a certain way? Or yeah. is it just kind of a simply run a play, find the guy who's open. So, you know, it's kind of hard to know. I mean, from what I've seen, he's made some catches uh, for touchdowns in the red zone, which, I think it's probably primarily where he'll get a lot of usage. Um, but I think, you know, maybe not as much usage as Henry and some of the other guys. That's a solid point. You know, I think based on the, you know, the offensive personnel, it's difficult to, to really know. And again, it comes down to predictability, right? Are they drawing up plays to, you know, throw a back corner fade to, Devontae Parker or are they just you know running routes that they think can you know create some separation for anyone who can create the separation itself mm -hmm. um, there's not really any any big names on our roster that can go out like a DeAndre Hopkins and and make a contested catch that you drop a play for so again I don't know it's, it should be interesting to see their their playbook that's a good point Ben um, one of the other things I did want to touch on is uh, kind of the running back situation i guess so obviously 
Stevenson was excellent last year, but I think based on the way the Patriots have had some of these guys in for workouts recently, it might be clear that they're trying to get another body in there so they can take some pressure off of them. Um, I think what they have right now, it's uh, just, it's, it's something that I'm a little concerned about because the guys that they have aren't exactly proven. Um, and so I think it didn't surprise me that they had Ezekiel Elliott in for a visit this weekend. Um, he's someone I think could make an impact, but um, I think just, they just need someone else because outside of Stevenson, you have strong and Harris, both guys that are going into their second year. You kind of don't know what they are. Um, and Ty Montgomery has been, has been hurt the last couple of days. So it's like, you're uh, pretty thin at the moment. Yeah. I mean, that's unfortunate to hear about, um, you know, their, their depth. And um, I don't know, I think it would be nice to have, you know, a veteran pre pre uh, presence come in and just to influence the the backfield. Right. Um, I just don't know about the dynamic. Right. I mean, Zeke would be great in a sense where, you know, he kind of has that pass catching like heavy head, just run down the, the gut. Um, type of mindset I just you know I they relied so heavily on Stevenson that you know I'm not entirely sure what other um you know running back dynamic they they would like to implement into that offense and I don't know if it's too late to kind of draw a place for that but you bring up a good point and those guys aren't proven so what what are they going to help add you know when Stevenson has to come off the field yeah yeah um you know I think there was a particular game last year where Strong and Harris got some touches, I think because Stevenson went out. And so that was kind of interesting to see kind of what they could do. But then again, it's like, that's one game. You kind of don't really know what they can do, but I mean, it's, they're getting an opportunity. That's for sure. Um, but I think, yeah, someone like Elliot just, I think would make things a lot easier uh, for their offense, give them another guy that they can give the ball to inside the five yard line. He can just kind of be a battering ram, um, but also he's a really good pass, really good in pass protection. Um, and the Patriots like running backs that can do that. So, you know, that's something else that they can utilize, you know, if the offensive line maybe has some issues this year, which I don't know. I don't, I, I don't feel great about it the way that, you know, a couple of guys have gone down a couple of guys, maybe aren't practicing as much, uh, on the line, but, uh, but we'll see. I'm just thinking about like Reggie Wayne and Chad Ochocinco. Like I know when old wide receivers come in, usually it doesn't end well, but I'm trying to remember like, how did Fred, Fred Taylor do when he came here? Can any of you guys remember that? Like old, really proven running back kind of towards the end of their career. Yeah. Um, I know that he played, played at least one season. I just can't remember what year that was i feel like it was 2009 or 2010 um yeah i think he probably had less tread in his tires than um than zeke it looks like he played in four games and then he had, got an ankle injury so it's probably not apples to apples at all actually but, oh, but i mean kind of probably kind of similar yeah yeah but an old head like that coming in it's not just, you know, their athletic ability. And of course that would be a benefit, but right. just their knowledge. Right. And just like, yeah. like you said, Garrett, I mean, 
with some potential gaps with injuries on the line, just like Zeke himself being in the league for so long, he's seen so many different reads, you know, he's able to come in and help, you know, give that little extra edge to Mac if, um, you know, he's getting that pressure off the edge. Yeah. So, you know, offensive line definitely is something to watch for. I think um, Cole Strange went down with an injury a couple of days ago. Doesn't sound like the injury is serious, but I think, you know, clearly teams trying to be as careful as they can. Um, you know, I think Trent Brown's been a little bit limited. I, I feel like it might be they're kind of just trying to be careful, you know, kind of like they are with Judon and Stevenson, because I think, you know, they, they don't want to run important guys into the ground in training camp. They don't want them to be overextending themselves. Um, but I think due to some of those guys being limited, it's given, you know, opportunities for some other linemen to kind of get in there at the tackle spots or at the guard spots to kind of just see what they can do. Yeah, and I think that's fine, right? Rest the guys who you know will get reps and let the guys who are fighting for their jobs actually fight and, and see the real live um, reps in case, you know, that injury does linger. Knock on wood, right? Yeah. In case they need to step up. Yeah, like we have a great, like, I mean, you just see people like Christian Barmore, Matthew Judon, Josh Uche, Kyle Duggar. Like, we have so much, that Christian Gonzalez, that young corner, like, we have so much talent on defense. I think, to me, it's the question of, like, and I'm not saying this to be critical, but, like, when is the last time the Patriots have come into a season? I mean, I guess it would be the, it would be the Cam uh, the Cam Newton year, but, like, this is a very thin uh, offense in regards to, like, who's the person that, like, other teams are game planning to shut down on offense. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's definitely a fair point. Um, I think, you know, one of, one of the ways that, you know, I think I talked about this earlier, one of the ways that you can kind of get around that a little bit is to try to be as, or try to have as much variety in offense as you can. So it's not like, you know, okay, you, maybe you don't have a one guy to, you know, game plan against, but you have different looks that you have to defend against. Um, so I think we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. And we are back. Uh, we were talking about game planning against the Patriots offense specifically. And, you know, guys that maybe the Patriots don't necessarily have, you know, don't have a DeAndre Hopkins or a, I guess, elite offensive player. But, you know, I think that they will still be able to kind of make things work offensively. And I think, you know, they'll be able to find ways to overcome it. But I think, you know, Andrew, you brought up a good point that, okay, you know, maybe there's not someone that defensive coordinators have to plan for against the Patriots, much like, you know, the Patriots would plan for, uh, or opposing offensive coordinators would have to deal with like the Judons and the Uches and the guys like that. Um, I think to kind of stick on the defense, um, I kind of did want to talk about the defensive backs. You know, you touched on Gonzalez briefly. You know, it seems like he's going to be a guy that's going to be thrown right into the fire and kind of be a day one starter. So, you know, I'm excited about it, but I think clearly he's going to have lumps. 
because those some of those passing attacks that they face specifically in the beginning of the season is going to be it's going to be a challenge. I mean, to add to that, if we're talking defense, right? I think honestly, it's it's interesting to think about our defense because you know defenses usually have the game plan around you know the offensive personnel. Um, you know, these, especially in the AFC East, you know, these, these wide receivers that are threats at all, all angles, you know, the Stephon Diggs, Garrett Wilson, um, Tyree Kill, Waddle, right. But I think a lot of the, um, this season might be, you know, offensive coordinators trying to game plan around our defense. Mm. Um, I think one of the, the best and most accurate words to kind of describe our defense is versatility. You think about our cornerbacks and our safeties. We have so many different guys that can play all over the field. And I think that's going to play into, you know, our scheme big time this year. Um, excited to see it. You know, you think about a guy like Duggar, right? He could play almost every position on the defensive end. Um, and that only benefits us, right? We have so many different guys that can, you know, kind of have that impact on the, on the defense. So I think it could have that reverse effect where they have the game plan, you know, for what we're throwing at them. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, with with Duggar, with Adrian Phillips, you know, even with um, Marte Mapu, the third the third round pick uh, this this spring, it seems like the Patriots are lining him up in all different spots as well. So it's like, OK, they have a ton of these, you know, kind of like linebacker safety hybrids, um, you know, Jabril Peppers, I probably include in that list in that era area as well. Um, so that will be interesting. You know, I think with the safeties in particular, you know, losing the McCordy to retirement, you know, maybe you don't lose a lot in terms of like, you know, what he does. Like, it's not like an imposing physical guy. So it's not like, okay, they need to replace someone like that. But I think they do need to replace, you know, a guy who's, you know, very, very good with communication, very good with kind of leading that defense. And so it's like, okay, who's going to step up in that, in that area? Kind of curious to see. Yeah, I'm seeing Mills, Jalen Mills also listed as the second string free safety. So I'm just reading some articles here. It looks like he like has the flexibility to be a safety, which is like fascinating to me. Yeah. So that would be one where, I mean, really, as long as I'm seeing so much depth here, I just hope like no disrespect to Miles Bryant, but like I don't want to see him defensively on the field ever. Okay. And so I think we have enough depth in the secondary that that just never becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Patriots fan listening, like say a few prayers with me, like, please, like, let's not get Miles Bryant on the, <laughs> on the field defensively. Just keep him, just keep him for special teams, please. Yeah. I mean, I think you mentioned Mills, you know, I think came over to the Patriots kind of as a converted, converted safety. So I think, you know, going back to that position, you know, might be interesting. You know, it's funny that the the day that the Patriots signed him, our our good friend Trent Wright said to me, "Oh, you know, I think this guy might be better at safety than cornerback." And you know, played a cornerback last year and was like honestly not too bad. Um, but it will be interesting to see him go back to safety and kind of just see what he can do. But I think, you know, McCordy, there's kind of more. It's more of a more of a leadership void than like a production void I guess um so that's going to be interesting to see but you know defensive back I think Gonzalez is I think he's going to be pretty good you know it'll be interesting to see when they play you know the Eagles 
and the Dolphins those first two weeks, those are a couple teams with some pretty good receivers. So yeah, kind of interesting how they match up. You know, how does Jonathan Jones look? You know, that's going to kind of be interesting to see. Marcus Jones is another guy, too. He's, mm-hmm. he's in the secondary. He's just a, has talent coming out of his ears. And it's great that we're having our punts and kicks being fielded by by Marcus Jones. But mm-hmm. he's another guy where when we ask about that offense question of, like, who are they game planning against? Like, I would love to see him be spruced in the offense, you know, every so often. Some sets for him, some plays for him. Um, just such a talented guy. Like, you love having guys like Marcus Jones on your roster. Mm-hmm. Drew, I literally have on my phone right now um, a headline of Marcus Jones getting his first career offensive touchdown last year. Um, it, that that play and like his versatility again, just like throwing a guy like that on offense where you have absolutely no idea what's coming at you, right? They could be game planning, you know, a, a screen, a bubble screen over to him and just letting him do his thing, or it could be a distraction. Um, but like you said, that that there are factors on this team that I think we can. Um, you know, to add to that unpredictability. So it's a good point. Yeah. Um, I think it just kind of looking at the cornerback group in a general sense, it looks like a pretty good group. I think when you consider some of the young guys last year who popped some other guys that you still have, but, you know, obviously I think there's a big elephant in the room with Jack Jones and his, you know, legal situation. How much is he going to be available this season, which, I think if there's a possibility he's not available for a good portion of the season, it might leave them a little bit thin at that cornerback spot. So I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to play out. If do they need to look elsewhere for cornerback help or is he going to be able to stay on the field? I mean, I'm no, I'm no legal expert, but <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not really sure what, what's going to happen really. Bill came out and said, right? Didn't he say he'll be on the field? So I don't know, you know, how much you take Bill's word in the, like this time of year with his press conferences. But um, I mean, yeah, he's an he's a huge impact. I mean, you saw what he did last year, mm-hmm. and he was a rookie last year, right? Yeah. I mean, a year under his belt has what a, a pick six off of Aaron Rodgers, which would be pretty influential playing him twice a year. Um, yeah. You know, it'd mm-hmm. be good. it would be really nice to have him on the field. Andrew, do you have any thoughts about like the cornerback group? I mean, I know you're not 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 a Miles Bryant fan, but uh, just kind of the the rest of that group. I mean, hopefully they shouldn't have to be you know huge heroes with the our front seven. So I guess I'm kind of saying like the front seven should be very elite this year, in my yeah. opinion. Like specifically, Barmore, Judon, and Uche. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, like Jawan Bentley, made, and not to get off topic, but like Jawan Bentley has just made such a career for himself here. Like, just what an amazing arc and progression year over year. And so, you know, you have this really solid front seven, and you hope that our our uh, secondary doesn't have to be legendary by any means. I think, mm-hmm. as I've been a critic of McCourty, but um, his leadership will be missed. And so, I think on the defensive end. Um, in the secondary, that is where you look for a lot of vocal leadership. And so who is that person that's always on the field and always speaking? And that, to me, is a is a pretty sizable question mark. Yeah. Love to see that be Duggar. I love Duggar. I've always had a soft spot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's 
you know, that that's who I'd hope, but you know, we'll see. Um, I think, I think Bentley is a guy, as you mentioned, is someone that could kind of slide into a little bit of a leadership role, um, yep. you know, got that new contract and I don't know. I, he seems to me like someone that's going to be here for like his entire career seems like a, you know, high tower type of guy where he's just going to be here year after year. Yeah. That it certainly feels that way. Yeah. Um, any other any other position groups you wanted to talk about, or do we think that we've have 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 we have we done it, so to speak? I think we've done it. I just I think I'd like to hear from Ben and from you on record. Like how much rope would you give Mac Jones? Like what for y'all do you need to see to feel good about Mac Jones? as a quarterback moving forward and what would be your red flags that we need to seriously course correct, whether it be in season or into the following season. Mm -hmm. Um, I got, yeah, I mean, I think red, a red, red flags for me are, um, you know, poor decision-making throwing a lot of, you know, kind of ill-advised interceptions where, you know, maybe there's not much happening and, you know, you're throwing it into traffic for no reason. Um, I think one of the things that I've noticed in camp is Max making a lot of quick decisions. You know, he's not hanging on to the ball for too long. I think that's one of the major concerns I have with him is he holding on to the ball too long. Is he indecisive with where he's going with the football? Um, you know, I think if you're throwing a lot of 50-50 balls, yeah, I mean, you're probably going to get some tipped interceptions on things like that. But I think just as long as he's being smart with the football. And I think that's really the biggest thing. Um, I'd like to see him statistically be, you know, better than his rookie season, maybe a little bit better than his rookie season, you know, be keeping the turnovers down, having those touchdowns up. I mean, I think being more efficient in the red zone is really the biggest thing. It's the red zone and turnovers, I think, are the two biggest things. But, you know, he doesn't need to be, a superstar quarterback he doesn't need to be necessarily top 10 he just needs to be someone that you trust with the game and you trust to make good decisions um and not you know turn the ball over yeah uh, garrett i think you, you put you hit the nail on the head um i think decision making is number one right you have now you don't have the excuse of you know not having an actual offensive coordinator in and you know as much as um you know, people kind of relied on that excuse last year. Um, this year, what I'd love to see more of is just, I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but, you know, the camera always cut to um, Mac, uh, Mac Jones and McDaniels on the sidelines talking after every drive, right? And I would love to see that every single drive with Mac Jones and, and Bill O'Brien, um, just learning the whole way, right? Because at first, you know, I was, I was kind of skeptical about Mac, about Mac Jones, thinking that, you know, his rookie year was his ceiling. Um, but this year, you know, I think it all does come down to what you said, Garrett, is decision-making. Um, you know, if he's continuing to make those throws that are, you know, ill-advised and, and throwing into traffic, that's just an immediate red flag. And, um, you can kind of tell, you know, the, his true character based off of his decision-making. So I think that's probably number one this year is just to see his reads and see if he can develop, um, you know, throughout the play and, and find the right guy. Um, it does kind of stink that, you know, we do have that another, you know, lingering excuse that we don't have a true wide receiver one, but
but I think he has enough talent to to truly get to at least where he was his, his rookie year. So interested to see. I think also just you look at kind of the pieces that he has this year as opposed to 2021 his rookie year. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the offensive players they have now are a little, it's a little more talent than he had two years ago. Um, and so I think that's another thing that you can look to. Okay. You know, it's, re- I think it's reasonable to expect that he can be better than his rookie season. Um, but, you know, I think that there's a lot riding on this season. I think that this really is the year that Mac has to put it together. And I think if he doesn't, you know, the Patriots might need to reevaluate that quarterback position. But I think from what I've seen in the off season and in training camp so far, I'm really, really excited. Any other, any other thoughts? Okay. I think, uh, I think just I'll stick to this, but defense wins championships. I think it's going to be one of the, main headlines this year for the Patriots if they can just stay efficient on the defensive end and you know offense does their job and at least lets the the defense rest in between possessions I think they got a good shot at least being you know average above average team yeah no more of those uh three and out seven yard drives no (laughs) oh yeah that was a reoccurring trend last year so (laughs) let's get in the red zone punch it in yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for me, you don't have to be top five in red zone, just have to be like league average. That's all I'm asking for. Like, don't need to score a touchdown every single time, but you can't be like dead last. Like, yeah, you, last year, so. you can't like actually kill my father from stress. Like, that's <laughs> you need to keep all the pates, pay, Patriots faithful. You need to just do just the bare minimum, like a couple first downs, keep the ball moving. Like you're not going to win us a championship. That's fine. But like keep all of the stressed new England Patriots parents alive, please. How are you going to do football? You guys are, you guys are separated now. (laughs) Texas, he's in Massachusetts. How are you going to do that? Uh, It could not be, could not be dreading that anymore. (laughs) Oh man. Hopefully I'll be over Ben's new. Uh, hopefully I'll be over Ben's house watching some football. So we'll we'll have to keep some traditions alive. Ben's family is like known for some famous buffalo chicken dips. So hopefully we can you know keep keep friends and family close for football. That's what it's all about. Especially you got to find the silver linings when the Patriots are looking like this. So you know being around the friends and stuff like that. I'm looking forward to. Of course, of course. Uh, well, guys, uh, thanks for coming on. This was a uh, this was fun to do and. Uh, you know, look forward to paying attention to see how the team does in preseason and regular season. And uh, yeah, we'll probably talk to to each of you at some point, but uh, great to be back with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All All right, folks, we'll be back next week with you.